0: Episode of the Forgot My Dice Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Edwards, and With me, of course, the Pyramid Hat to my opening, my third eye, Mister Robert Lundgren. How you doing? Oh my God,
1: I like, I like, oh, 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 oh! Hello, hello! <laughs> I completely blanked. I was like, I could tell. Dear in the headlights. Like, wait, why are you talking to me? What is this nonsense? what an auspicious beginning it should be a banger of
0: an episode
1: <laughs> oh man people like us more when we're off our meds and doing stupid oh
0: crap. my god and boy are we ever well as always let's go ahead and say thank you to our patrons over at patreon we definitely don't want to forget about you unlike somebody forgetting their only opening line we appreciate it. Y'all can help us keep the you lights know, on. I, I have a feeling, Jonathan,
1: that when when you screw up, I don't give you that much. No, I do. I, I earned this. Never mind. You you do. Yeah, no, no. no. I, you you
0: back up the dump truck. I, the I, industrial. Oh, God. That, that's <laughs> <laughs> the sensor might not be here today. You back up a dump truck full of hard times and you pour it all over me and then you giggle. That's fair.
1: I get what I deserve. Anyway, everybody, uh, we're slowly coming up to episode 150, which is traditionally that should be a torturous one. Yeah, when we're doing AMAs, we, we've got some ideas. We'll see if they they pull through. My ability to watch movies on a schedule has completely gone gone shot because I I get distracted very easily. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah.
0: Well, now, now that we're through the now that we're through the holidays, things should be assuming somewhat of a decent shape through you knock change. on some damn wood man you say that like every episode
1: and it doesn't work out like just stop
0: yeah but like there's we're done we're done mm-hmm. holidays are behind us knock Time on off is wood. Behind you us. are you're, you're trying to get the curse
1: back on us man
0: oh uh, we'll be fine okay. we'll be fine everything's fine everything's fine how are you guys
1: speaking of which jonathan happy national plan of vacation day i think we did this last year or the year before because it's the last tuesday in january but uh, this is your time to plan your vacation while it's cold and not sunny, so you can do stuff when it's not cold and not unsunny.
0: Funny you should mention that. I have not told my wife yet, but that is exactly what I'm doing now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we planned our spring break, actually, the other day. We decided to have a staycation and go nowhere and eat at fancy restaurants. Or not fancy, eat at fun restaurants and take the kids with us and just eat out every day of the week,
0: which is actually unusual for I, us. <laughs> I have not taken any time off for myself uh, for years. And so my I'm going to take my wife to Spain and we will travel around and visit a little bit of family that I have over there and that'll be fun. Hmm. And I if I'm speaking a little bit more hushed right now it's because she's just in the other room and I'm trying not to give it away. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well then let's move on. Moving around along. Well then shall we get into our first segment? <laughs> Generally speaking, questions are uh, met with answers. <laughs> I was try- just
1: throwing that I out was there, trying to make it awkward, and, and it, I couldn't, I couldn't hold out in the laugh.
0: Yeah, sure, Jonathan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. well, let's hop into our off-the-shelf segment. This is, of course, the segment where we talk about all the wonderful things that we have had off of our shelves and onto our digital media players, and/or tables, and/or virtual tables, and most importantly, into our hearts. Robert, where would you like to get started? Let's just let's just go down it, man, top to bottom. All right. Do you want to do board games first? Yeah, that's what that's top. All right. Uh, I have played some board games, as have you. I know, shocker. I have been playing Hadrian's Wall, which reminds me, I need to go check on my turn with Ray. Um, that continues to be awesome. I really enjoy Hadrian's Wall. Yeah, we tried starting a game, and it was
1: really, really hard to grok asynchronously. like. I I get how you could play
0: that asynchronously, but without knowing how the game works, I was just sitting there like just like. Uh, Honestly, do you know what the the big difference is? Mm. It's it's not the playing asynchronously that hurts it. It's not being able to see the whole darn scoring sheet very easily. Well, speak. If you play it on a computer on a full size monitor. I do. I just don't
1: know what anything meant. And I kind of figured it out for my first turn, kind of. And then I took my first turn and then the, all of that knowledge went away by the time it came around to me again. And I'm like, uh... <laughs> like, like, get there. I, 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 it's just, I, that's not a good game to do on your first go just in that format. I, I, I think it'd be fine once you learn it, but not, not, not brand new.
0: You too shall get there, my friend. You too shall get there. Been playing some Welcome To. Again, upgrading your score sheets to the, um, dry erase version highly recommended highly recommended. Uh, that is my go-to game now for when I'm trying to get somebody to play a board game that might not traditionally be a board game player. It's so easy to teach and they get it and everybody seems to enjoy it so that's a good game. I also played some canvas which I can't talk about too much that's uh, been prepped and ready for the uh, the next review. So we'll be talking about that. Not today, because we've got some fun stuff planned, but uh, on our next episode, Canvas will be our deep dive. Uh, Gorgeous, gorgeous game, Mm -hmm. So pretty. I think you'd really like it. You sent me some pictures, I think. Yeah. And then finally, uh, some Merchants and Marauders. Uh, The oldie, the goodie. Um, I'm telling you right now, if somebody were to remake Merchants and Marauders with a sci-fi theme, yeah, take my money. Just saying. Take my money. Hmm. Have we talked about Merchants and Marauders before? I don't know. I don't think so. It's kind so. of part pick up and deliver with a little bit of combat. Everybody's in the sailing age, cruising around. There's pirates. It's good stuff.
1: Hmm. All right. Well, oldies and goodies out of me. Uh, we went to uh, Christmas at the grandparents, so we played our traditional Christmas games. Uh, did some betrayal, betrayal at the house on the hill. Uh, the daughter grokked it much more easily this this time around, so we played a lot more of that. That was fun. Just one of those things when you have kids and you expose them to something that they've never seen before, even though you've seen it like 50 billion times, it becomes much more entertaining. Yeah. And and I don't remember what happened, but we got an ending I'd never seen before from the base game, which which, you know, how Wow! Yeah, I know. Right. I know. I know it was. Oh, 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 it, I, it was um, it, it was the uh, like kind of the hills have eyes. Like uh, I, I turned out to be the betrayer and I was leading a cannibal cult and I was trying to eat everybody. And I did. <laughs> as one does <laughs> we play some camel up which it's that's always a great game the camel up second edition specifically and then uh we got some new games for christmas one of them was yes yes yeti and it was okay like uh, it's a kids game and as kids games go it's not bad but it's not one of those like awesome kids games that kind of has like some crossover appeal to like the adults it was just kind of kind of kind of eh but, you know, better than your average fare of Candyland and Chutes and Ladders, so I'd recommend it if you want to get away from that.
0: <laughs> so what you're saying is better than your average, eh. Okay. Go with it. Okay. That's all I got. All right.
1: It's all I got. It's fair. I'll go with it. It's better than your average, eh. All right. There you go.
0: Now you're making me feel guilty about my joke. Why you do that to me?
1: Because I'm the straight man. I'm supposed to make you feel guilty about your joke. This, this is the I roles swear. we have been assigned I am supposed to be the st- but, but the straight man. I thought I had evolved into the straight man and you no, were the goofy No, 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 I'm still the straight man. Trust me, trust me. I I can tell cuz what I do is harder and being the straight man is harder.
0: That's why Dean Martin made all the money. Never wanted to throw a banana peel at you so hard in my life. Are we moving on to uh reading? No. No, movies and TV. No. Movies and TV.
1: No, 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 no. We got to do we got to do um well, it's miniatures on the script, but you know I am discussing renaming it something else. But uh yeah, I've been uh, Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, been continuing work on my Proton pack. It's it's fun. It's kind of irritating. So like there's a lot of help out there if you want to like dump a bunch of like nonsense into your pack, like, for example. I'm looking into doing the lights. Right. And I kind of want to do it myself because I kind of want to teach myself LEDs and I'm learning about Arduinos and blah, 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 blah. blah. But like all of the guides I can find online, it's like, Oh, you want to put your own like Arduino electronics in your proton pack. Cool. Well, here's the thing for the lights. Here's the thing for the wand. Here's the thing for the soundboard. So you can have the sound effects and a speaker and a smoke machine and a rumble pack. And I'm like, I don't need any of that. I just want the lights to be on. Like, can anybody help me with that? And then everybody looks at you. Like you just said, like you like to eat you know, like they're like just the lights, what, what? And it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm a grown man. I just want the lights to spin and stuff. I don't need the sound effects. I don't need that. I don't want it. (laughs) And, and they, people just don't get it and it's really bizarre. So, but all of that seems to be pretty easy. So I'm, I'm not terribly worried about it, but it's, it's still fascinating to read about. But yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of stuck on the shell because I need the weather to get warmer and less humid and it's January. <laughs> so, yeah, that's going great. It's going great.
0: Yeah, you picked the wrong
1: month for that, my friend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hence why I'm starting to brush up on LED stuff. I'm going to pull the trigger on getting some of those pieces pretty soon to start tinkering around with that. Especially up there, man. Like, uh, It could be worse. I could be in, like, Minnesota or the Midwest or something.
0: But, yeah. We got, like, three and a half inches of rain last night. That's crazy.
1: <laughs> Uh, not here, but fairly nearby. They got three and a half inches of ice the other day
0: or th- over that. We week. almost did. We, we were below freezing for like four days in a row, but thankfully there was no moisture. So it was just miserably cold, but not like the, you know, the, the city shutting down or anything like that. Uh, and the day that it got warm, it started dumping rain. So we just missed a bullet. Nice. That,
1: that is not what happened here. Cause it's the Pacific, there, the, the, there's a lake pretty close to my house. That's like, uh, you know, it's like for drainage or whatever. And it has overflowed and is starting to go <laughs> over the roads and stuff. And they, they need to take care of that.
0: I am, uh, only laughing at drainage because, um, I just, every time somebody says the word drainage, all I can think of is, um, uh, Oh, for God's sakes, the movie with Daniel day Lewis, uh, there will be blood. Now, drainage, Eli. Great Never, never seen it. Oh, well, first of all, you are missing out on an amazing movie. Oh, my God. Really? You've never seen it? Mm -mm. Oh, you really, 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 really need it in your life.
1: I was, I I know a period of time that came out on. I'm not surprised I didn't see it in that period of time. That wasn't what I wanted to go see movies back then for. Speaking of movies, Jonathan, what, what have you been watching on the screens
0: uh, what have we been watching? Um, during the break, I had a little bit of time to watch adult TV. Uh, so I watched Reacher season two, which is basically Reacher season one with a slightly different plot, but the exact same beats. I won't call it great TV, but it sure is fun. Like, it's just stupid fun. You know, Reacher's on TikTok. Uh,
1: a lot of people were saying, you know, if you need to talk to your boomer and older Gen X relatives, just watch Reacher and talk to them about that. I thought that was funny. Oh yeah. Yeah. No big, big hit with my mom.
0: Big hit with my
1: mom. Yeah. 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 And it, it big hit with my, my parents too. It was really weird. Uh, it actually worked cause I, I watched season one just kind of for the lulls. Cause I, it was something I could put on and, and it's, it, it's
0: not unenjoyable. It just, it's it, it, but it's, it's not a strenuous not, watch.
1: If you're, if you're doing other stuff yeah. while that's on and you know, you could half watch it pretty, pretty satisfyingly, which is what it's I was literally doing. how I watched it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's doing other things don't feel like i
1: missed a thing yeah yeah and and like uh yeah reacher just seems to solve all his problems by being like the biggest dude in the room like that's just his his plan <laughs> it's like yeah I'm, yeah he is a
0: ginormous human
1: yeah 100 yeah i watched the movie with the uh the tom cruise too which i kind of like that style of movie you know because it was kind of spy-y in a way but yeah like reading about reacher after the fact uh Tom Cruise was not a good casting choice.
0: (laughs) No, it was just absolutely like left field. And the first one of the Reacher movies was really good. The second one, Positive Podcast, fair enough. But if it wasn't a Positive Podcast, we'd be talking about about what a hot mess of of low rent ideas it was. But the first one, that's that's a I really I thought that was surprisingly enjoyable. Yeah. Um, What else did I watch? I started watching Jack Ryan. Uh, I realized that I was somehow uh, season behind. So I started watching season three, i I'm about, uh, most of the way through the first episode. Uh, and then I also watched, uh, started watching the first episode of foundation on Apple TV, which has, uh, definitely caught my attention. I'm, I would like to watch more of that. I, I, I did enjoy that book tremendously. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, that is about it for movies and TV, with one exception that I forgot to write down in the script. Uh, Amelia got into Goonies. Hmm. And she watched The Goonies a lot over the break. A lot. You know, that house isn't that far from here. I know it's not. I'm going to make you take me to there when okay, it's, it's I get a chance to go out to Oregon. It's a little far for that. It's a two-hour drive one way to get to that house, I think. No, I'm yeah, I, I'm well aware of the distance. Okay. I'm not at all phased by that. Okay. I want to go to Astoria and I want to go look at some of the Goonies stuff. It would make me happy. It's something I've wanted to do my entire life.
1: Yeah, we're talking about doing that a little bit this summer because we, we haven't been up to Astoria. We've been to the coast, but we never haven't been up to Astoria. All right. I have watched a lot. So here we go. Uh, we are continuing my tween age, late tween age daughter's education on horror movies because I thought she'd like the movie cabin in the woods, but you gotta kind of know some basics before you get to cabin in the woods, you know? Cause that's a horror movie about horror movies. I,
0: yeah. But that movie is so good.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I think I talked about watching all the nightmare in Elm streets and Freddie and blah, 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 blah. So we have, she watched the howling, the original howling. Cause I, she needed to watch a werewolf movie and, uh I think the go to answer would be American Werewolf in Paris, but I thought the howling was a little bit more interesting, like plot wise.
0: A lot more sexy time than one remembers. Yeah. American Werewolf yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh really? Maybe I thought you were gonna say the howling. It just cause, recently. Because the howling had some more sexy time than I remembered, but Yeah. Well, I mean it was the eighties, man.
0: Every movie had sexy time. True, 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 true.
1: And, and kind of, uh, yeah, anyway, positive podcast, but, uh, yeah, don't read about the making of that movie because there was some, some not good Hollywood shenanigans going on behind the scenes of that movie, which is very upsetting to read, uh, read about it. Of which movie? The Howling.
0: Oh no. Really? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Not, not, nothing. Am I not going to be able to watch it again? Not, not Weinstein level stuff, but uh, no, basically the, uh. The, the werewolf sexy time bit, uh, the lady was assured that she would not be, her, none of her bits would be on camera, that she would be obscured by the fire, and that was a filthy lie, and they did it intentionally. That's not okay. No, it's not okay. It's completely not okay.
0: That's really upsetting. hmm. Mm-hmm. you know how I feel about werewolf movies. Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, then we watched Hellraiser, because you gotta watch the first Hellraiser movie, and she liked that. And we watched The Evil Dead 2 because we need to watch a Cabin in the Woods movie. And so there you go. And that got us all caught up so she could watch Cabin in the Woods, which it was fascinating showing her Cabin in the Woods because she did not know what that movie was about going into it at all. You know, she watched it blind, just completely blind. And so when it started off with this weird workplace comedy stuff, she was like, what the hell is going on in this movie? (laughs) And and just watching her start putting it all together was fascinating. And it, you know, and it was cool because, you know, she's old enough to kind of like put all that stuff together about what's going on and, and, you know, not have her hand held in us telling her what's going on. Um, so that was, that was really fun. It was a good movie.
0: I remember when I showed Chloe and Carlos cabin in the woods for the first time. I was, that was so good, such good stuff.
1: We also then watched the entire Scream Hexology,
0: all six of them. Oh, God. Sophie has been all about the Scream lately.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so my opinion of those films has not changed. The first one was really good. The second one, not so much. The third one went completely off the rails. Uh, I'd never seen four or five and six, and those were, you know, I guess they were about the level of two, give or take. But yeah, it was all right. It was all right. Um, we watched all the, the Doctor Who stuff came out, the Christmas special and the rest of the 60th anniversary specials. I don't know what I talked about before, but they were lovely as always. Uh, Doctor Who was a little goofy for Christmas, much more goofier than normal. There was a song, there was singing. I was not expecting the singing. Uh, we've been rewatching Rick and Morty and I've been slowly waking, making my way through Monarch Legacy of Monsters, uh, the, the Godzilla ish show and i was really enjoying it because it was it it's the series what it's trying to do is sort of bridge the gap between uh Godzilla 2014 and Godzilla King of the Monsters and not just bridge the gap of like what went on during that period of time but like literally bridge the gap in tone so it started off as this kind of serious drama and now we're starting to get into crap about the hollow earth and weirdness. And it's just like, what the heck is going on in this show? It just got really strange. And like the strangest has just slowly crept up over time. And uh, yeah, it's a little, it's a little weird. I'm not, I'm not sure how I feel about it. And then, and then the gem is uh, there's a YouTube channel I watch called scaredy cats, where he reviews horror movies and he decided to spend most of January uh, watching season one of the Canadian uh, noir crime drama, Uh, Forever Night about a vampire who, as he says, is trying to take a bite out of crime. And uh, yeah, it's about a vampire cop named Nick Knight. I don't know if you remember that show, but it's been fun to watch this guy watch every episode of it. Uh, I've been enjoying that. Uh, (laughs) I think it's on Tubi right now, or it's one of the free ones where you have to watch it with ads, Uh, but it's only like the first season. You can't see all the seasons. Like, what? What? Why? But yeah, and uh and he reviewed an episode and I I remembered it really vividly. Uh it was about a, a lady who was a singer and she didn't want to be famous anymore and she wrote a controversial song which is called My Fans Must Die. And I'm like, "Oh, that's so sweet." That was controversial back in the 90s, you know.
0: <sighs> so chill compared to uh normal stuff.
1: So next up is reading Jonathan and I will save you the trouble. I've like I've tried to read so much and just failed at every attempt.
0: I've just like read nothing. Like, nothing. Oh, man, I've been reading like crazy. Well, go. Uh, Okay, well, I finished American Prometheus, uh, which I think I talked about on the last episode. What a brilliant book, and you just forget how dirty the government got during McCarthyism. I'm just going to leave it there. Um, Some really undue torture of people during that time. It was just kind of unsettling when you start to get into the nitty-gritty of it in a history book again. It just reminds you of just how shady we can be as a people sometimes it's very upsetting then let's see i finished that and it was time because that was a a non-fiction book uh for me to jump back into fiction and i read aftermath which is the newest book in the expeditionary force series um the last one was supposed to be the last one and then 18 months after he finished that book he was like oh i kind of want to keep writing about these characters i'm not done yet so this one takes place i think like seven to ten years after the last book and it is uh, fun. It's more of the same, but the, it's interesting. This is the, the, the biggest kind of shift in characters and who they are because so much time has gone by that they're behaving differently. So it's really reengaging uh, in terms of the series because you get to see different aspects of their, their character come out. I finished that, and now I have started, just today, in fact, I started on my lunch break, Fingerprints of the Gods which I think will be right up your alley because it's all about the potential for uh, a lost civilization that existed on a continent that is now underwater, and that's why we don't have any record of them. Oh, really? It is tying into actual scientific discoveries and actual scientific facts, but it's still, of course, a lot of conjecture. It is very much a theory, but it's doing it in a a reasonably scientific method.
1: Kind of reminds me of when I read the uh, the book that the day after tomorrow was based on the movie, which I think was just called. No, it's called the coming global superstorm by art bell and some other guy. But yeah, (laughs) I read that way back in the day. Yeah, me too.
0: Me too. It was a good read.
1: I I enjoyed the read. I mean, it was obviously BS, but I'm,
0: I'm enjoying the read of fingerprints of the gods. Uh, you know, I, I think I told you about that YouTube series, the Y files. That's one thing I've been watching a ton of. Um, and uh oh yeah i was supposed to look that up okay 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 you need to watch it i'm telling you right now it is made for people like you and me okay hold on hold on the y files yes the y files
1: oh i'm subscribed it just hasn't popped up all right hold on oh Mothman sightings
0: yeah you can't go wrong watch them in any order they're not connected all right go down the rabbit hole my friend i think you'll really enjoy it yeah, I've been looking for something to do. Hey, yeah. That's uh that's that. All right. What's next? All your all your video games are oldies. Do you wanna go through them real quick? Well, we we played RPG, Jonathan. We did manage to play Night's Black oh, yes, Agent. Yes, we did, yeah. Knights Black Agent. Mm-hmm. And that was awesome. It feels so good to be back. It's now many years after uh after our last session.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: People went to prison, people fake their own death. It was fun. I don't wanna I don't wanna get too deep into it because I don't want to inadvertently trip up where the story's going but i am so glad to be back in that
1: yeah yeah uh we we turned the weird and the horror up on that past episode really high
0: really high like which i'm totally down with
1: my, my wife was like yeah it was a spy show for so long and then all of a sudden it just it went full horror and i'm like yeah that's that's how it works
0: hey that yeah i'm down i am so down
1: going back to video games uh nothing new destiny 2 minecraft dungeons Stellaris. uh yeah, I've been playing Destiny 2 with some some buddies, and uh, that's the only way I really want to play that game, because I don't really want to play that
0: game if I'm not playing with my friends. It's not fun. Yeah, that <laughs> game's not fun alone anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's a stretch that it was when it first came out, but whatever that was is now officially gone. Like I, That game is just not fun unless you're playing with people that are cooperating. Which, hit, hit, nudge, 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 Jonathan, you should, you should join us, because we play a lot. It's still on my PlayStation, you just, but you got you got to let me know when you're hopping on. Uh, it's like every night, man. <laughs> like oh, okay, well, just I just hit a brother up.
1: I, I I can't just text you every time we're gonna play. Sure well, you can.
0: Well, it whatever. won't offend me. All right, I'll let you know. Just remember, it's soccer season, so like Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I'm not around. <laughs> how goes uh, Carlos learning how to drive? By the way. <sighs> See, being a- he's, 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 he's hit that, that, that stage right now where he's overconfident because the easy stuff is now kind of normal. And so he's like getting overconfident and he's, keep, he's, he's actually putting himself into worse situations now than he did when he was lacking in skill. It's not fun. I don't recommend it. Teaching kids how to drive sucks. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it.
1: Yeah, I have a feeling Miles will be like that. Miles has a bit of overconfidence to him.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. It's uh, we'll get through it. We'll get through it. And then Barry, on the
1: other hand, is is so so timid about anything. I don't know if he'll ever learn how to drive because, like, he started playing Mario Kart and he started doing time trials, and now just very recently on his own, he started to play GP. But it took him like months to get confident enough to even do that. And even then, he rigs the game in his favor because instead of playing like. You know, everybody's racing each other. He plays team races because because of the way that works, uh, he can uh, he can get way far ahead of the pack.
0: (laughs) Clever. I like that. (laughs) Is that it? Oh, wait, your video games. Uh, um, So this game came out, a new free to play game came out over the break. It's called The Finals, and I have been playing it like crazy. Um, There's a lot of destruction in it. Uh, It has Overwatch flavor with the destruction that you would find in a Battlefield game. Um, But with this weird kind of game show aesthetic that reminds me of Smash TV from way back in the day. And it is a hoot. I really enjoy it. You know, I found I play I
1: played that a little bit, too, by the way. Um, I have found the video game thing reminds me of Monday Night Combat, and it only serves to remind me how much I miss Monday Night Combat. That was a great game. Dead before its time, unfortunately. Yeah,
0: I really enjoyed Monday Night Combat too. That was uh, that was I put a lot of hours into that. Mm-hmm. And then they made that Long free to, free Monday to play
1: Night piece of crap, and yeah, just killed it. Just killed it. But yeah, now, uh, the finals is basically a an extraction shooter. I think that's the genre it's in. You're getting money and cashing it out, and it's not completely an extraction shooter, but it's close enough. I don't know. I I can't decide if I like that game. And the main problem is uh, because it's freemium, it takes a fair amount of time to earn new guns. And I have not found a gun I like. And so I'm having problems getting into that game because I just can't, I I can't, I'm all about the feel Jonathan. I haven't found anything that feels quite right yet, but it's, it's that's the frustrating part because it almost feels good. It almost feels like it's just like, I know it's out there, but it's elusive and it's bothering me. Does that make any sense?
0: No, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Anyway,
1: that's it. Do they have crossplay on that? Can we play that together? Yes, we can. I should add you yes, on my friends can. list. Yes, you
0: should. Yes, you should. Yeah, yes, yeah. Uh-huh. crossplay uh, cross actually works really well in that. I have played uh, a fair amount of crossplay. The oh. destruction in that game is so much fun. That is pretty fun. Did you like those clips I sent you?
1: I've not watched them yet. No, <laughs>
0: <gasps> Robert. I'm sorry. I've been busy. Yeah, uh, me too. I feel you. Uh,
1: so, Although yeah, no, uh, that's a games. lie. I, I I watched one where you were cashing out, and then you heard somebody above you coming down the stairs. So you just
0: fired a rocket at the stairs and blew him up. Oh, funny. but did you see the mines that I put on the stairs first? Yeah. So yeah, I I didn't I didn't hit him hard enough to kill him, but I did pop the stairs from underneath him, and then he fell into my minefield. Nice. That was that so was pretty- I comboed him. Nice. Yeah, I felt really good about that uh, on that one. The other one's kind of similar. I caught a team running around across a sky bridge, and I was at the top of the building, so I just made it rain C4, and I blew up the sky bridge from underneath them and team wiped them. <laughs> Oops. Um, yes, uh, what else have I been playing? I um, got back into Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I came upon that in my pile of shame and decided that I needed to chip away at it and see if I could beat it. I'm now like 50 hours into it, and... Um, yeah, that game just goes forever. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's a good thing. It, it, it's it's never not fun. It's just very, like, if you're like me and you like to get all of the check marks on the map, then you are going to be at it for a while. There's a lot of stuff that is not directly uh, impactful on the main story. You could probably do the main story in that game in about 30 hours. But from what I've read, it's 110 to 120 hours to 100% it. So I'm 100%ing it. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> Um, And then I finally got around to beating Mortal Kombat 1's story mode, and I stand by what I've said before. The Mortal Kombat games are way better than they deserve to be in the story department. Like, it just shouldn't work as well as it does, but it really, really does. Um, I think I mentioned last episode that I was playing through Batman Arkham Asylum with Amelia because Mm -hmm. she's on a Batman fix. Mm Mm-hmm. Not only did we beat the game, but we got every single Riddler trophy, and she was there the whole time. She's way into that game. She loves it. She loves to watch me play that game. So then we promptly started Batman 2 after Batman 1, and she's the end of that one as well. Um, and then uh, Lincoln and I downloaded the re-release of Zombies Ate My Neighbors because it was on Stupid Sale, and uh, we have been playing a lot of Zombies Ate My Neighbors, the classic 16-bit co-op game uh, from your... And we also bought a game called Battle Axe, which is on sale. And that is like an old school Dungeons and Dragons arcade game almost. Um, and we are playing through that. And that is co op and so much fun because it's co op. And we're having a good time with that. Lincoln's actually gotten really into the finals, as has Carlos. So we've been playing a lot of, uh, a lot of family finals, which has been awesome. Mm. <clears throat> that would be fun. I'm looking at Battle Axe. It's on the PlayStation. That's nice. Yeah, it's a real simple game, not too expensive, and it's it's like an old arcade game. Hmm. But it's quite fun. Quite fun. Not deep, but fun. Is that it, Jonathan? Did we blast through this? That is it. I think that is it for Off the Shelf, yes? Yeah, yeah. All right, so that means it's time for our first break. And when we return, we're going to be looking back at our predictions from the end, uh, or for the beginning of 2023, and seeing which one of us is the closest thing there is to a future seer. We'll see if I reestablish a, a good, solid lead or if you're continuing your comeback tour. No comment. Uh, no all right, good, because I comment. have no idea. <laughs> we, will, we, will, uh, we will be right back. We love getting feedback, so please let us know how we're doing by one of the following.
1: You can become our patron over at Patreon. Search for Forgot
0: My Dice. We also have a Discord page where we organize games and chat about all sorts of stuff. Find the link on our website, ForgotMyDice.com. You can also message us or tweet at us on the Twitters. Find us at ForgotMyDice. And of course, you can email us at fmdpodcast2016 at gmail.com. Or you can head on over to our website, ForgotMyDice.com, where all of our episodes are available, plus game reviews and other content. If you like the show, the best way for more people to find out about us is to give us a review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. Last of you, for those of you listening in the village, call
1: the operator, give your number, and ask for us to be put on the rotation. Robert, this this needs to stop. Listen, I'll, I'll make you. A I will not make any deals with you. I will not be pushed, filed, stamped, indexed, briefed, debriefed, or numbered. My life is my own. Ah. <sighs> God, I'm gonna cut his cord.
0: And welcome back. It is now time for our prediction results from 2023. And if form from previous years is cast into this year, let me be the first to say I don't remember what I said.
1: That's funny. You talked about how you wouldn't remember it back then either.
0: <laughs> at least, I'm consistent. luckily, yeah, I have
1: no idea what I said. Luckily, Jonathan, I went back and listened to at least that segment of the episode. And, uh, I can, I can inform you, I can inform you.
0: You ready? All right. Well, let's dive into it. Prediction number one. Jonathan, your first prediction was vampires
1: will take on the role of the monster de jour. Again, you use the word de jour. I like that. It's a good word. Uh, you further went on to say, we're going to get at least three or four movies, one to two video games, and the vampires will be on TV. And no less one of the top 10 grossing movies of the year will be a vampire movie. And uh, you did allow me to be the barometer if vampires are back. Jonathan, I am sad to say, I think you did not win this one. The top There were a lot of vampires in 2023. <clears throat> I didn't see any of them. And none of them hit the cultural
0: zeitgeist in any meaningful way that I was able to pick up on. I know there are a lot of vampires. All I know is that there were a ton of vampire video games. Like, V Rising came- finally went into uh, full-blown release mode.
1: And landed with a thud.
0: Well, I'm just saying I didn't I, I didn't talk about reception. I just said that they're back.
1: No, uh, no, no. You you, you talked you talked about it hitting. We, we talked about hitting El Paso the Paso
0: elsewhere. We talked
1: about hitting the cultural zeitgeist that vampires were back. People wanted vampires, and I think the the many many vampire games that came out like Redfall and whatnot and landed oh, yeah, with Redfall. a thud. I think is saying, I, I think you're wrong, Jonathan. I think vampires are not. Redfield didn't even do very good money. Like, like nothing. And, and your barometer of one of the top 10 grossing movies of the year will be a vampire movie. No, no,
0: that was a total miss. That was, that was a total miss. Was, I did bring up the top 10 movies knowing that at least one of my predictions had to do with it. And man, was that not good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, no, I, I, I think I, I, I disagreed. I said it they weren't back uh I, I had I had a, i I was my reasoning I, I I found I was like wow I'm a smart cookie because I said uh basically that uh vampires are big when Democrats are in control of the wheels of government but I said I since zombies were failing during the trump era I think it's signifying that monsters on the the brain are kind of changing and that uh, that old adage of Republicans are zombies and Democrats are vampires with our weird sexuality. uh, I don't think that's true anymore. And I think I was right.
0: Okay. I'm willing to go there.
1: What was your first prediction? Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Jonathan. Robert. I will give myself. uh, How many points do you think my, my disagreement was a point?
0: I think it was. No, no, it's one to five. It's one to five. Oh, one to five? And five's like a hit. I don't know. There were an awful lot of attempts on the video game side. Yes, but you, Monster DuJour, people wanted, you said
1: people wanted vampires. I don't think people wanted vampires. I'm
0: just saying that they tried to make it happen. It didn't happen. So I don't think you get the full five points because there was a, there was a worthy attempt at making vampires happen. Okay. Three? I'm willing to, two and a half.
1: I don't. I don't do half points anymore. that, that got really irritating. So either two or three. T- two,
0: two, three, two. Make make the case for three over two.
1: Well, I said that really cool thing, which I was really proud of myself for. I went and looked up the highest. Right, I'll give you a three for that. I looked up all the highest-grossing movies. Nothing came close. I, I looked up all the vampire no, movies. No, that came no, no, the movies
0: were the, the movies went a completely different direction. Yeah,
1: yeah, the yeah, yeah. The biggest thing I that hit the cultural zeitgeist for me with vampires was Redfall sucking.
0: Ah. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, oof, oof. positive pause yet, positive podcast, positive podcast.
1: All right. <clears throat> My first prediction was Star Trek Picard season three will not suck. And I said, you, you narrowed me down. So I went for a 10 pointer here. I said it would get at least a 78 on Metacritic, uh, which is one point, a minimum of one point higher than season one hmm what do you and you disagree so i haven't watched
0: i haven't watched picard season three yet okay um do you want to know where it's sitting at, at metacritic it was better than season three what, it is better sitting than season one
1: 86 percent, buddy 86 <laughs> and i went for the 10 I see pointer an 83 okay 83 i see an 80 okay fine 83 whatever i i, I remembering what i looked at because i the stuff i i thought i saved about this didn't save because, oh, oh,
0: hold oh, on, hold on, let's take a look at season one. Oh, 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 I just had, a I just had an awesome idea. I can look at an old version of this when it was on here before I took it out. Okay, yeah, so season one was a 76. Yeah. Season two was a 69. Season three is an 83. Okay, so it's better than season one on Metacritic. Mm-hmm. That what, was the other aspect of it? That here? was, that was it. That, that,
1: that was the barometer. Like, it was going to be way better. It was going to, like, knock it out of the park. And it did. It so did, Jonathan. It so, so did. Now, what did I say to that? You kept you kept making me get more and more specific until I said, "Okay, I'm going for a 10 pointer here. I'm going to say it's going to do better than season one and it will drag the score of the overall thing up because of it.
0: But what did I say? Like, did I agree with you? Did I disagree with you? Uh, You had
1: no counter because I I went with I'm going to go for a full 10 points and I'm going to say, yeah. Oh, here we go. I found it. I found it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, 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 you 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 said basically yeah that it won't it, it won't it won't do better than season one because you thought it was kind of damaged goods
0: at this point. Uh, season two was a huge step in the wrong direction.
1: Um, okay, looks like you won that one.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Jonathan zero. Yeah, and then freaking Nintendo screwed me on prediction too. Yeah, here we go. I look
1: at it. So Jonathan, what was your your first prediction? Or your uh, second prediction? Switch
0: two announced with a new Mario game. Twenty twenty four release date. Uh, that did not happen. No, thanks, Nintendo. No, unfortunately, Jonathan. Which is funny. Now you really, you, you, you really want to laugh? Hmm. Wait till we get to my predictions for the next year because I hadn't remembered that I made that. <laughs> it's let's just say it's coming up again. Uh, okay.
1: <laughs> so I agreed with you wholeheartedly. So we both failed on that one, and our, we get no points. And God, may God Woo! rest our souls. Yeah. All right, my second prediction, Jonathan was Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves will come out and be a, quote, modest hit. It'll make its budget back and it will make, quote, Shazam money. And it'll be in that zone of, will they make a sequel? Like, it's like, we should make a sequel, right? And it'll be kind of questionable because it was like enough money to think about it, but it wasn't enough money to, you know, maybe do it. Um, For example. It did not make its budget back. Shazam made $366 million. So that's
0: what I was going for. (laughs) this made 208 off of a budget of 150 which when you factor in marketing puts it at as a loss
1: that is
0: true so uh, and that really breaks. I, I want you to hear this. That breaks my heart because I enjoyed that movie. Okay, so it did do better than its budget. So I don't think I was completely off the mark here. But that budget doesn't include marketing costs, well, which oh, is well. commonly commonly used for. Uh, okay. Okay. Determining whether I said it would be a modest hit, a
1: I said it would be a modest hit. Make Shazam money and. Uh, I, I said it'll, nice. and, and it. the third one is it will make its budget back. Now, we didn't, we, they don't tell us the marketing costs. They just tell us the production costs. And we don't know what the long tail is because of Paramount Plus and all that. Cause it came out like a month later on Paramount plus. Yeah.
0: It's, it's almost like we have to stay away from movies now because like they, yeah, I know. The, the, the numbers are all wrong now. It doesn't matter anymore.
1: Okay. So I, um, I think, I think of I, all I, my points, I think I kind of hit one of them. It did make its budget back. At least it's reported. Budget. Yeah. But you, you, you got the others wrong. I know. Well, I'm not saying it's worth five. I'm saying I, I, I much like me, I'm willing to give you three on that one. Cause I, I did hit one thing. It was, you could argue it's a modest hit. You could argue it. It's not true, but, but at least it didn't, at least it did it, it make its initial investment back. It, it did that. And honestly, with the amount of marketing they did for that movie, I, it might've made its marketing budget back. I don't know. Let's see. Cause I don't remember them doing a ton of marketing about that one either.
0: It would have to gross 378 million to become profitable. But again, that's guess. No, this is screen rant. Standard calculation that estimates how much money a blockbuster has to gross theatrically worldwide in order to turn a profit is two and a half times production budget. It had a production budget of one fifty. So you would be looking at uh, three hundred and seventy-five million approximately.
1: Okay. So how many points do you think that's worth, Jonathan?
0: <sighs> My heart wants to give it more because I really enjoyed that movie and I thought it was actually really well done. Um, I'll give you four. I got I got something kind of right. You did get something kind of right. I mean, I think it was I think it was a, a hit. Just the fact that it was watchable because I wasn't expecting it to even be that. Yeah, yeah. And it was not just watchable. It was <laughs> it was it was charming. Mm-hmm. It was really charming. Mm-hmm. I'll 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 give you a point for for getting that that. Well, you
1: disagreed, so I'm going to give you four points instead of five. All right. Cause I got something a little right where you just simply disagreed across the board. And I, I think, I think there's, I had a, I, there was a little something there, but not enough, not enough magic, not enough magic. I'm okay with that. All right. All right. Jonathan, what, what was your third prediction?
0: So Marvel gets a CCG announcement this year, collectible card game because of the popularity of, mod, uh, of, uh Marvel snap.
1: Jonathan, was there a Marvel CCG announced in <laughs> 2023? I don't know. I don't I don't remember. Uh, I'm looking right now. The answer is no. There's so much Marvel stuff. I know, but there's no Marvel CCG. It was very specific collectible card game. Collectible. And I said there's no way that that could come out because I know how long it takes to make a collectible card game. I know. I've been in that biz, son. And, uh, yeah, you need two, three years max or minimum to get that going. And, and nobody was doing that because you hear rumblings about it far before it came out. Yeah, one would think.
0: Champions continues to do well for CC- for FFG, apparently. Yeah, 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 but no CCG,
1: and I, I nailed you down on that one. You said CCG, collectible, and and even e- what is Marvel Recharge? Is an out of print CCG. collectible card game.
0: But when, <laughs> when did it come out? Two thousand and one I mean, out of print this year. Th- oh, that's old. Okay, never mind. <laughs> abort. Abort. <laughs> I'd never heard of
1: it. Yeah. So Jonathan, I completely disagreed and yeah I think I think I won that one because you yeah I think you won
0: that one too do I get a full five I think so I think so all right righty then
1: prediction number three for me there will be a movie that will be a new and unexpected IP that will hit hard launching a new franchise people want something new and And, and this is where I really frelled up because you, you pinned me down on this one. It will make $1 billion. (laughs) (laughs) That was a, which Uh. two movies made $1 billion last year, given they were new IPs in the sense that they were new movies. However, they were not original IPs, which is kind of what I was getting at, even though I, I, I didn't specify. I could tell what was in my heart at the time. So I, I will admit failure on this. So you disagreed. However, I do think it is interesting that the only two movies that made a billion dollars last year were the Super Mario Brothers movie and the Barbie movie, um, which were new things. And if you look at. Yeah, but I can't call those new franchises. I, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I didn't. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying it's interesting. Yeah. Um, the top 10 uh, worldwide were uh, Barbie, Super Mario Brothers, which are, were also the domestic uh Oppenheimer which was fourth I I remember that list from the domestic uh Guardians 3 which was third domestic uh, on the other list Fast X which didn't even hit the top 10 domestically but somehow worldwide made a lot of money uh Spider-Man Across the Universe uh Man Zhang Hong which is a Chinese movie uh The Wandering Earth 2 which is also a Chinese movie uh, the Little Mermaid actually did pretty well worldwide, and uh, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. And I know that one only made like five hundred million dollars, so it was like a, it was a bad year last year for for movies. But
0: no, it was not a good year for movies at all.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So, Jonathan, I think you get the full five. All right, good stuff. But I think you still take the win, except don't forget we had a bonus question that came up in the middle of the year. It wasn't the middle of the year; it was pretty early in the year. But anyway was I don't remember when it was specifically. I just remember that we made a bet.
1: Jonathan, what is uh what is your fourth prediction?
0: Uh oh, before we get to the bonus? Yeah, yeah. You got a fourth one. Uh I said Avatar 2 will beat Avengers Endgame. And do you know the answer to that question? I don't think it's there yet, but I think that it's on track and grossing higher with re-releases than Endgame did. And Endgame got an additional re-release several years later to push it over the Avatar number. True,
1: but then Avatar came out again. Okay, so here is... I I think it's on
0: track to beat it in the long term. I just don't think it's... It's been a year, Jonathan. That came out a year ago. What, What long term? Anyway, uh, results. It is currently re-releases can come many years
1: later. And can it is currently number social. three and did not beat Endgame, which was number two. And it is five hundred and thirty-five million dollars behind Endgame currently.
0: Which is still a gargantuan haul of money—two billion dollars for a movie. I never thought I'd live to see the day.
1: Yeah, yeah. But still, it's it's half a billion dollars behind Endgame right now. So. We can see what happens, especially in the lead up to to
0: Avatar three. I guess uh, I would bet that before Avatar three comes out, we get an Avatar two re release that'll net a couple hundred million more. Yeah,
1: but I don't think I still don't think it'll get five hundred thirty five. So
0: yeah, that would be a bit of a stretch, but who knows? Who knows? I mean, I don't still don't understand how the first Avatar crossed a billion dollars.
1: <laughs> what the hell do I? Know? I I disagreed. So um, yeah, yeah. How many points do you think that's worth for me, Jonathan?
0: There's a the question mark. That's the problem. There's a question mark. Okay.
1: Listening to your original thing, you said it was going to be number one. Like you said it was going to, it was going to crack everything. And then we actually looked into it and we realized that both Avatar and Endgame had gotten a little bit of a re-release to try to mess with each other's numbers a little bit.
0: What was the original? I don't know. Box office of both. I, that's the problem. Yeah, I don't. Because that would be the accurate, uh, the more accurate. Determination, you know. Yeah, everything's all tied together now. That's unfortunate. All right. Well, I guess we give you points then. Like, I, I don't. Yeah. What? We'll maybe we return. Okay.
1: According to this, uh Endgame never had a re I I don't think it matters. Endgame, endgame never had a re-release. According to this, it was just in theaters forever. Well,
0: true. They, they made an announcement about Endgame re-releasing specifically to put it over some some aspect of.
1: Uh, no, no, no Avatar. They
0: re-released to get it above Endgame. Oh, well, maybe that's the way it was. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. according to this, it didn't have a A re-release. Avatar did to get it back over because it beat Avatar and then Avatar re-released it beat Endgame.
0: Oh, that must be what I'm thinking of.
1: So do I get five, Jonathan? Yeah, I told you. You get points. Okay. My final prediction. And this one was weird because we kind of talked about it. And then the whole conversation petered out and you never actually gave a a response. So I said we will get three or less over uh, $1 million crowdfunded TTRPGs in 2023. And you never really said if you agreed or disagreed with that. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to hold you to that one. Uh, what's uh,
0: do you, do you agree or disagree with that? Jeez. I'm, um, what are our sources here? Cause it's more than just Kickstarter. Now there's so many more crowdfunding.
1: I, I, I did all the legwork on that. I just need to know your yay or nay. You're, you're sounding like you're disagreeing with me, but you never actually said the words. We kinda just sort of petered out and went to the next segment.
0: Million dollars is a lot of money. You're saying there'll be th- more than three? There'll be
1: three or less, because there were four the year before. And I said there'll be less than uh twenty twenty two. And you you in in the heat of the moment, you were you were sounding like you were disagreeing with that, but we never really nailed it down. We kinda I think we wanted to go 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 to bed.
0: Oh oh I'll go with disagree. I'll okay, with disagree. You,
1: you are correct. I found four uh, at least. Uh, there were three on Kickstarter itself, and then the MCDM RPG, which technically ended at, on the fourth of January, but it had made over two million dollars by the time, it, like a, a day or two in. So it it totally did it too. Um, yeah, so I found four pretty easily, but without looking
0: terribly hard. So okay, so then then I was right. You were right. I was wrong. Which I think you had the right idea though because I, I twenty three was the year of contraction. Yeah, yeah, As but people kind of came out of COVID and and but, didn't. But interestingly enough, they I had in twenty one and twenty two because because uh, of the the OGL
1: debacle and all that stuff, I thought it was going to go down. And I, I was reading articles about it. Actually, TTRPGs went up, and fifth edition TTRPGs went up after the OGL debacle. Not by a lot, not by a lot, but enough. It it was technically an up year for that, which which shocked the heck out of me. So there we go. Jonathan, our current point total stands with you at 14 and yours truly at 23.
0: Well, I don't think that the bonus question is going to make that big of a difference. Yeah, but the
1: bo- yeah, I lost the bonus, the bonus cause question because the, the bonus question was, were we going to get a new speaker or was the SAG strike going to end? And we got a new speaker, and I went with speaker right? Yep. Yeah, you did. So even with that five extra points, bro, that takes you up to 19 to my 23. I very handedly won this year.
0: Was that put us at overall? Do you remember? Well, um,
1: there, there is that, that year that is in question, although I think you did eventually uh, give it up to me. So I think you have won all of them but two now. And I had to fight for my second win because it was like, it, it really hinged on if, uh, if the, the, the ninth Star Wars film stuck the landing. <laughs> and I was like, no, it did not. No, oh my God. And uh, yeah, that was a hard win, but I eventually won that argument. You know what's funny about that? You know what's funny about that? You, you know when you actually threw that in my favor? Uh I remember this. Several months later you came back and you said I just watched that last Star Wars movie again. It didn't stick the landing. You were totally right. <laughs> and I was like, Brr. I told you. Oh God, that last movie. Yeah. Positive podcast. Positive podcast. Positive podcast. All right, Jonathan. So we've been doing this what? Uh, little, 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 uh, seven years now? You've won five, I've won yeah. two. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's see if we can make uh, oh, no, a did six. No, no, of no. Of we didn't do it our very, very first year. So we've only done six of these.
0: So you've won four. I've won two. All right. Well, I'm going for my fifth. I'm going for my fifth in 2024. All right. All right. All right. But first, my friend, it is break time. And when we return, we will look at our predictions for 2024. Do you have a tabletop, board game, miniature game, or RPG
1: that you're going to release for retail? Or do you have an upcoming tabletop Kickstarter that you're about to launch?
0: We would love to interview you for a future episode of the Forgot My Dice podcast. Send us an email to fmdpodcast2016 at gmail.com to schedule an interview. And welcome back from the break. It is now time for our 2024 predictions. Let me get my notebook. Okay. I'm
1: ready. I'll go over the rules. And first rule is apparently who cares? We're going to break them anyway because we always come up with rules and then we don't follow them because we suck. We try to generally be able to score it on some tangible thing. Uh, There's a five point scale. If you go for a super duper specific one and the other person agrees, it can be worth 10 points. And people can do a counter prediction. All right. You usually kick these off, Jonathan. And we used to do three, but now we do four because because it's our show. We can do what we want.
0: <laughs> so you ready to laugh? Okay. What's number one? <laughs> Just writing from my reading from my notebook here. Switch to is announced. <laughs> I'm and releases in 2024. But I do have some some speci- uh, specificity here. Okay. I think it will be backwards compatible with Switch 1. Okay. Which is not something Nintendo does often. Incorrect, but go. They do it sometimes, but not every time. No,
1: no. They do it for their handheld things all the time. The, the DS, the 3DS, the 3DS XL... All of those were were backward compatible and uh, and use. But the Switch
0: is considered a console. I mean, it is a merging of the two lines. It is handheld and console. But yeah, but but it is a merging. It's of both. Questionable. It's questionable. I don't think it's questionable at all. Anyway, continue. Uh, and I am gonna say that it's gonna launch with Mario Kart Nine.
1: Okay, Jonathan, I one hundred and fifty percent completely agree with you. <laughs> I agreed with you last year. I'm shocked. It, I'm, I'm literally shocked it didn't happen. Like, I'm shocked. I
0: am, too. I am, too. I thought it was a for-sure thing. I really did. I felt so good about that. Yeah, and,
1: and uh, Switch sales are still dropping a little bit. I know they've been sourcing chips for years, for years, uh, you know, because they want to just be able to shovel these out hard. So, I mean, yeah. Honestly, we're uh, we're about due for another I, I, don't think,
0: cro- I don't think that they can afford to not release it this year. I really don't. Yeah, no, not I from c- a financial perspective, but from a a continued momentum perspective. You know what I mean? Do, do you want to try to narrow it down further to to, to get me to disagree with you? Because I am I am with you on this. I am on board. No, I, I I don't know how how to narrow it down any further. I mean, like it either happens or it doesn't. I mean, I've I've even gone as far as to say Mario Kart Nine is going to be the launch game. I I've heard rumors of that too, you know. Like I, I, oh, I haven't heard any rumors. I just think Mario Kart 8 is really long in the tooth. We just got a brand new Mario game, Wonder, and they tend to not crowd the Mario games, which is why I went for Mario Kart instead of instead of Wonder. I would have figured, had you told me that Mario Wonder was coming, but not for what system, I would have figured that Mario Wonder would have been the... Um, uh, the release title, you know, I don't think so because usually they try to release with a good 3d game for their new
1: hardware. And it wasn't a 3d. I mean, it was, it was two and a half D, but it wasn't like a real 3d world game.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. but it was a new Mario game. And I don't think that we'll see what, uh, uh, I think it's, it's, it's going to be a Mario Kart. I really do. If there's anything you're wrong about, it's going to be Mario Kart, And yeah, because eight was, is, has been such a good seller for them. And, The Switch is a big part of that. Yeah, but they just got done releasing the last of the new courses for that. Like, just got done. Again, it comes back to momentum. That's a big part of the reason why I think it'll be Mario Kart 9.
1: Yeah, but if it's backwards compatible, like I said, the only thing we might quibble about is Mario Kart, but even then, I've heard rumors of it, too. So, yeah, no.
0: I'm with you. So, no points. No points. It'll be 10 years. If it does come out this year, it'll be 10 years. Wow. Because... Because Mario Kart 8 was originally 2014, and well, that was a Wii U game, right? Yes, it was. Originally? Yes. But then
1: again, nobody played the Wii U games, so they got well, to... Well, re- no,
0: that's... Why do you think Mario, uh, Nintendo's been able to re-release everything? I know. It's been great for them. It's been great. Yeah, it's been super great for them, because they've been able to go and, and easily port these these Wii U games that nobody played, and it feels like they're brand new games, even though there's some of us that did play them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Wii U. Yeah, There's a lot to like about that system. But the man, Wii, the
1: Wii, U it. so desperately wanted to be the Switch and just couldn't do it yet. Like, that—that I, I, that yeah, was its it? ultimate ultimate failing. It, it seriously, it wanted to be the Switch. It really did. Yeah, like, like it I saw really it. Did. I'm like so close. I'm, I, I remember saying this out loud. I'm like, why, why did they release a console with this crazy ass controller? Why don't they just do it all into one and like merge? I, I remember saying that to
0: somebody, and then they did it with the Switch. And I'm like, oh, I'm really smart. <laughs> <laughs> The funniest thing is I remember picking up the the Wii U controller and going, "Oh man, this is kind of beefy." And then like picking up the Switch and thinking, "Oh, this is what the Wii U sh- controller should have been." And then picking up my Steam Deck and going like, "Oh man, this is amazing. I've got a handheld PC that can play video games." And then thinking to myself, "I think this might be larger than the Wii U controller." <laughs> and beefier. Definitely. And beefier, it. for sure. For sure beefier cuz it's got the, it's got it so much going on in there. So much. Yeah. All right, ready for
1: my first one, my friend. Yeah, go for it. All right, first prediction: D and D sixth edition five point five, DD one, whatever, whatever it's called these days. You know what I'm talking about. Will release mid year and land with a shrug. It will, uh, in short, it by trying to make everybody happy, it will make everybody apathetic. And main critiques are, are just that the, there isn't enough different to justify its existence. Um, the sales will be better than five E's beginning because of course it will like tons of people are playing it now. Uh, the market's larger. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm still saying it will kind of, it'll, it'll fall short of what people seem to think it, it should have sold because it's just, people are like, eh?
0: man, they've, they've hinted very heavily. So you think it's coming out when in 2024? I, I think they've all, but it, it they accidentally leaked a date
1: of May in 2023, but they say it's going to be out for the 50th anniversary in the middle of the year. So, I mean, that, that, that's no brainer. I mean, I, I don't want to narrow down the month. If, if you ha- may is probably looking good at this point, but we don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm just saying people are going to be apathetic about it. It's not going to be different enough for people. to. I agree with you about the apathy. Okay. I guess I have to narrow it down with players handbooks.
0: May. Cause Gen Con's in August.
1: Yeah, but they don't. Well, actually, they're going to Gen Con this year, I think.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it's Geneva Con- Convention. Like it it's 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 it would be the perfect place to celebrate D anD. d
1: Okay, we don't have great numbers
0: on this. No, we never will.
1: Okay, so as of January of 2023, so about a year ago. As best as they can figure, there's been about 1.5 million players' handbooks sold. And that curve definitely had a bump. It started out significantly lower than that. Like sales between January of 2015 and 2016 were not great. They were in the looks like 200,000 range, maybe less. So I'm going to go with it will do. Cause it'll sell well. I mean, it, it will, it'll do better. It'll, it'll definitely do better than the beginning of fifth edition just because of what it is. But I am going to go with, it will sell 500,000. In, in what time period? Uh, uh, from launch to
0: the beginning of the year. Yeah. But what if they don't publish that, that number?
1: I th- think they'll have to, cause it's a question that'll come up. I'm, I'm sure it'll leak somehow. You'd think that
0: it would come up on an investor call.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I think it'll do about a third of 5th of edition's lifetime sales. And, and I think, how about this? I think the general thing that will come up in the investor's calls is that the, the sales are just basically not what they wanted. They wanted something higher. They wanted a higher, They wanted bigger numbers. And it didn't get See, the bigger I, numbers.
0: I still agree with you. Okay. I agree with you because, I mean, your, your points are salient. Like, it's a much larger market. So even though it could be considered lackluster sales, it'll still be larger than, than Fifth or on par with Fifth. But I also feel like Fifth had this this big surge, especially thanks to to COVID. And I think that... I don't think Fifth is going to lose its hold, man. I think that... I'm not it, saying it is either. Hardcore I'm hardcore taking sixth.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying, okay, and so, so 500,000 copies is about what fifth edition did between January of 2015 and January of 2019. So right before COVID. And I think it'll hit that. And like I said, it'll be a million units less in its, fr- it's going to
0: have a big first year, but 500,000 might be too high, frankly, but all right. I, I, I agree with everything you said so far. I don't think it's going to hit harder than fifth. Uh, in fact, I think if anything with, with the negative press they had, I think, s- Maybe it'll even be impacted somewhat by that.
1: What if I went down to 300,000 in the first year? That's what it, did. it Approximately probably sold sometime in 2017.
0: I think it'll be above that, but it'll still be con- considered a, a, a slow start.
1: Okay. So if I, I if I happen. went with 300,000 sales or less, I win.
0: I agree with everything you said, except for the quantity. I think that it'll be higher than that quantity.
1: Okay. I'll take that. I'll take that money.
0: <laughs> I like that. I'll take that money.
1: All right. There you go. That's what I did.
0: And I I agree with you. I think it's going to be considered a a slow start. They'll never call it a failure, outright failure, but I think it will be financially from a a corporate perspective. They won't be happy with where it is.
1: Yeah. All right. Your second prediction, sir.
0: Uh, Second prediction. I think Deadpool 3... Will become the highest-grossing R-rated movie domestically. Intriguing. I would. I, I will just say I think it will be the highest-grossing R-rated movie of all time. And I, I just looked. Joker currently holds it and by a substantial margin, at just shy of 1.1 billion dollars. Oppenheimer is just behind it at 955 billion. Deadpool two 785. Deadpool one 782. I so I'm, I'm banking on the fact that it will outdo the Deadpool one and two money. But you think it's going to overtake Joker? I think it's going to
1: overtake Joker. This goes against everything I believe in, but I am going to disagree with you on that one.
0: Because I think I, here, here's my ra- rationale. Ryan Reynolds is at an all time hotness mm-hmm. and he's bringing Hugh Jackman back. And there's a lot of there's a lot of love for his Wolverine. And we all know that this is the last one we're seeing. And I think the two of them together is going to make the magic. Yeah. I, like I said,
1: I'm going to disagree mostly because Marvel them getting a billion dollar movies is rare. Now you do have another benefit on you that Deadpool three is going to be the only Marvel movie released this year.
0: So there, Oh wow. I didn't even realize that. That's funny. Yeah. Now here, I, I want to make one caveat because you know, there's other R rated movies coming out. I think it'll beat Joker as of today, as of January 22nd, 2024 I'm not speaking to the other R-rated movies that are coming out, but I do think that it will top the list as it stands today. Because I have no idea what other R-rated movies are coming. Well, out I think this I year. think Joker Two is coming out this be- year. <laughs> oh, is it really? Yeah. Is it really? So Joker Two might end up beating everything, but I, I do think that Deadpool Three will beat Joker and will take the the, the top spot on the billion dollar or uh, on the R-rated list. Unless it's usurped by one of these other films that comes out this year. Intriguing. I didn't... Am I making... Am I being clear? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I'm looking at what other R-rated movies are coming out this year. I don't know. I didn't even
0: realize that uh, Joker 2 is coming out this year. There's no no John Wick this year, is there? Not that I'm aware of. I know they're making a spinoff
1: called The Ballerina, but...
0: Man, there's... Some of the movies on here: Matrix Reloaded, seven hundred forty-one billion or er, uh, million in two thousand three.
1: All right, let's see.
0: It seven hundred million from seventeen. Logan six hundred twenty million from two thousand seventeen.
1: Yeah, no, I'm gonna go. Yeah, no, I'm gonna disagree with you. I don't think it'll be Joker.
0: All right. There we go. I, and so honestly, the, the, it's it's one billion seventy four million four hundred fifty eight thousand two hundred eighty two dollars is our mark. All right. My number two. God, I hope it comes out early in the year. Otherwise, we're going to be waiting on this one for a while. July twenty sixth. Okay, that should be it. That should be enough. That should be enough. All
1: right. So D and D 6th edition five point five one, whatever it is called, digital top from WotC will land with a thud. Uh.
0: there's nothing to disagree with the
1: main critique will be it's designed by people that think D&D is a video game and doesn't have the necessary features to be a good tabletop a digital tabletop and will just look awesome but be a pseudo free to play video game
0: I'm not disagreeing with any of that okay (laughs) I'm right there with you on that one okay intriguing See the problem is you've chosen you've chosen something that I I, I agree with uh, on on both of your predictions because they're I, I uh, well that just six. means I
1: have to narrow it down if I want to get points uh, I'm wondering the only thing I could think of is if they if they have to discontinue it before the end of the year but it depends on when it actually comes out the the they accidentally released an image that said the player's handbook is coming out in May and I'd assume that the digital tabletop would come out at the same time that seems to be a a smart plan.
0: Well, I mean, one would imagine. Yeah,
1: yeah. But then again, you know, Duffman says a lot of things and they could change the date. So, yeah, the only way I could get more specific is just saying it'll be dead by the end of the year. But I don't know if that's true or not.
0: I think it'll I think it'll go beyond the year. Well, unless it really lands with a
1: thud. But all right. No, I'll just let it right there. I don't I don't feel comfortable getting more specific. That's the only way I could think of. How badly it could fail if it if it just doesn't exist in 2025, it's <laughs> it's for all intents and purposes shut down. Okay, okay. How about this? How about this? How about this? Oh, no, no, because it's a year-long contract usually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. I was thinking like maybe they they just announced that they won't be producing new content for it, but it'll be kind of existing. But it, there, there's probably they have a year's worth of work lined up usually anyway. So no. Okay. I'll just take it. I don't want to get specific. Your third prediction. Yeah, I'm a-
0: I'm agreeing with you on all that. All right. Third uh, prediction. I think Furiosa is going to stick the landing. I think it's going to become the highest grossing Mad Max film, even if you adjust everything else for inflation. May of 2024.
1: All right. George Miller.
0: Again, I think it's going to stick the landing. I think it will be the highest grossing Mad Max film of all time, even if you adjust the old films for inflation.
1: Intriguing. All right. Well, that raises the question: What have the old films made? Okay, Fury Road made four hundred and fifteen.
0: Mad Max: The Original made in two thousand and fifteen. Money U.S. I don't know if this is adjusted or not, though, because I don't think it made a hundred million dollars in nineteen seventy nine. That was just something that it wasn't happening.
1: Yeah, because it says like it might have made a hundred million dollars, but it's a little unsure of itself. So
0: Fury Road, I right. show three hundred and eighty point four two million. I'll go with USD. Mad Max too. So nineteen eighty one. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I think I found something we can go off of. Okay. So that hundred million dollar for Mad Max that was adjusted for inflation, I think, because the the it, it has here the the domestic box office was eight point seven million dollars, and then worldwide box office is a hundred million. So the only way that you can get to that is. With a huge inflation adjustment, because Beyond Thunderdome made thirty-six million in nineteen eighty-five. Let me go to my inflation calculator here. Because Fury uh, Fury Road doesn't have the little tag
1: that says it was adjusted for inflation, so it says it made no. It's it
0: because it's brand new. It wouldn't need to be. Well, it it, it would because you know inflation's a thing. Two thousand fifteen. All right, so let me adjust two thousand fifteen. And it made 369 million. 369 873 869. So adjusted for inflation. Mad Max Fury Road comes in at 473 million six hundred and seventy-five thousand okay. three hundred and thirty-eight dollars and six cents. I'm gonna laugh if it ends up being because it go- makes like seven cents. So that's that's the number we're looking. So 473.6 million and above, and I've, I've, I've got a I've got a victory there, which is a tall order for an R-rated movie.
1: Yeah, that's putting it into Ted and Fifty Shades
0: of Grey territory. But I I think there's I think there's a lot of heat that didn't used to exist in that space, and I think the fact that it's focused on Furiosa is going to tap into some of that Barbie energy. And I think that we're going to see a surprisingly large amount uh, you know, of, of people going to see it, including uh, a, a larger than average female audience.
1: Okay, I want you to push that number up a little bit, because I, I, I could see it doing... Tell you what, tell you what, I'm going to send you this link from Wikipedia. I think this is adjusted for inflation. This is the Wikipedia list. Where do you think it's going to land on
0: the, the, this list in Wikipedia?
1: I guess as it stands today. Is this
0: the R-rated movie list? Yeah. Oh, this is what I was looking at for the, the Deadpool. Yeah. Um, You know what? I'm going to say it crosses into the top 20. I'll agree with that. You'll have to go higher than that. All right, I'll say it'll get into the top 10. Okay, I'll take That's that. That's just 86 million more. All right, I'll take that. I'll take that. I disagree on, on the top 10. All right, so the magic number is 586,764,305 possibly more because Deadpool three might
1: screw up that calculation, but we could do it from that, that barometer or should I hold you to the top 10? Even though now, you know that Deadpool three is coming out the same year.
0: I'm, I'm using the barometer method. and i right. I'm, I'm using it off of available data at the time. All right. I'm not trying to say it'll be number one of all time or anything like that. All right.
1: All right. I'll disagree. I don't
0: think it'll hit the top 10. That's I'll, I'll cut you off there. That's good. Based on that, that number I just gave you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. My third prediction.
1: I think Games Workshop is going to have its best year ever, which will be weird.
0: Financially or yes. critically? Both. Which will be weird. When does when does Henry Cavill's show come out? That's a really good
1: question because I didn't look that up before I made this prediction.
0: Because that could be something that makes me agree because he's he's actively working on that. Oh, wow. That's not coming out until 26. So what may, What would make it their best year? What What, what are we talking here? Well, I What's think. What's their current
1: best year? I, I don't know. Oh, God. I'm finding their financials, but it's by year,
0: by individual year. Okay. So uh, in terms of revenue, and this is all in Great British Pounds, we've seen steady growth. If we just look at the last... Four years, twenty 2020 twenty through twenty twenty three, we've seen two hundred and sixty nine point seven, three sixty nine point five, four fourteen point eight, four seventy point eight. So they've they've capped their previous best year every single year for the past one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's been seven years in a row that they've they've previously done it. So I I don't think that that's undoable. And I'm using uh, Statista which gives you uh, publicly traded companies. So yeah, they've been having
1: about, give or take, $50 million. I think we'll see an increase this year then of 75 That would so, put
0: them at yeah, basically, $550 million. Yeah. I'm not disagreeing with you. I think, I think that's doable. What if I went up to, they'll do $100 million better? Mm. So you think they're going to be at $570 million. But here's the problem. We're looking at their fiscal calendar. And so we'll know the answer to this question in May of this year. Yeah, well, I didn't look into this too hard, and I don't have a backup, so I got I to gotta work with what I got. <laughs> <laughs> so you think that the fiscal year 2024 sales will be 570.8 million? Yeah. British pounds. British pounds. I will disagree. I think it will still be number one, but I think it will be lower than $100 million of additional revenue okay. in a fiscal year. I, I don't know, man. That Henry Cavill, I think
1: he's going to start, start reaching over and getting the, the mainstream appeal. If his show
0: were coming out this year, I would 100% agree with you. And I would add money to it. But it's not. I think the po- It's still off. It's not even a trailer to salivate.
1: You, you know what? I think the power of Cavill transcends space and time.
0: All right, we we shall see. We shall see in a year. That's a good, that's a good guess. I like that.
1: Your final prediction, my friend?
0: Uh, yeah, my final one's a little bit of a dismal one, but I'm going with it. Um, I think that our 2024 election will have at least one serious deepfake scandal. That's a little outside of and our I'm, valley, Witch. and I'm not talking about a minor scandal. I'm talking about a large scale scandal that that hits national news explodes, uh, creates like a congressional inquiry, the whole kit and caboodle. I think we're getting, you know, sorry for making you do the beep, but I think we're getting the (laughs) show express in 2024 with at least (laughs) one major scandal related to a deep fake. Okay. I agree with that. Yeah. If
1: you're betting on the poop show in 2024 election year. Yeah. Okay. I'll buy it. (laughs) But, but specifically around the deep fake scandal. Oh sure, it, it's been a long time coming. So yeah,
0: yeah. I feel like this is the year, man. And it's scary. It's scary. I don't know how to make this one more. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? I, I don't know how to quantify that more. Like it's already going to be kind of arguable. But I think this is the. I think this is the election where it all falls apart, and we'll, we'll get at least one deep fake scandal that it has to, you know, get totally. Checked and shopped around to, to show just how off it is. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, uh, so all right. Should I do my number four? Sure. All right. Uh, my number four is that no zero tabletop kickstarters in the year of twenty twenty four will exceed two million dollars in funding. No Kickstarter? None. There will be. Yeah. There won't specific be specific to just
0: Kickstarter or all. I'll I'll go with all crowdfunding of crowdfunding because yeah yeah because that's that's the thing that we have to say now yeah I know I know I, when I say Kickstarter or, I mean crowdfunding because it's it's how many how many over two million were last year
1: not a ton from what I saw but the Matt Coville one did four so I mean when it hits it
0: hits hard but I'm going to disagree I think at least one will get over two mil okay there we go I don't need much to get over that finish line but I, I yeah. All right. Well, there we go. That's it. Place out, Jonathan. Um. All right. Well, that brings us to the end, Robert, of our predictions for 2024. We shall convene in a year to see which one of us was right. But for now, we've locked them into place, which leaves us with only one last thing to do, Robert. Any closing thoughts?
1: Yeah, old man. You were dominating this game. Dominating it. And now your grip is slipping. It's slipping, Jonathan. Nah, I'm coming back. I'm coming back
0: hard. You feel it? Do you feel it? It, was, it wasn't it wasn't a, a, a juggernaut win. It wasn't a juggernaut win? It was win. a solid win. It was your first solid win.
1: I beat you by nine points. 14 to 23. That's huge. Well, okay, okay, okay. well, you, okay, you got the that bonus question that I never should have agreed to, right, too. But even then, even but then. But you did, but you did, but you did, uh, but I, you did. It was a, th- I should never, I am too trusting. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, baby. Still, four points is nothing to sneeze at. That's an entire question. It's my
0: year. It's my year. I don't know about that. You know, we're about to go through the exact same motion as always. I will completely forget everything that I've said by the next episode.
1: Yeah, what else is new? You don't even listen to these. I you really do you, you need to
0: listen to yourself, man. I cannot stand the sound of my own voice. Well, I, I have to listen to myself for work every so often, and it's hard enough. It drives me absolutely nuts. I despise myself.
1: I, I don't like listening to myself either, but it's how you improve your game, man. That's how,
0: how you, you know, work on what you <sighs> say, your diction. There's limits. There's limits. There's time, too. There's time. Time is the big issue. Time is more than enough of an yeah,
1: issue. Mr. I watched Reacher while I was doing other things. You could just listen to a podcast while you're doing other things, son. Anyway. Anyway.
0: Not if it's going to annoy me. I'll just piss myself off.
1: You at, you say that like that's not daily occurrence anyway, Jonathan. I know you. That's
0: fair. I'm going to allow that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well that brings us to the end of episode 148 of the Forgot My Dice podcast. Once again, join us on all of our digital domains. We'd love to hear from you. Discord seems to be the most popular right now. And Robert! any actual fun. that was my final thoughts we, we already went through it I, I, I was telling you you're you're, you're slipping up I now. already forgot about him yeah alright so that means only one last thing to do and that is to be excellent to one another and party on Robert party on Jonathan
1: the music you heard in this podcast was intro by Elifiel additional music was provided by Brian Winkleman funding for the forgot my dice podcast was provided by our supporters on Patreon thank you